Hi, everyone. The following podcast is a Direct Message Network and Podcast One production. We are direct link to your favorite stars. What's up? It's Sierra, new member and ambassador for WW Weight Watchers Reimagined. Since joining, I feel healthier and more confident than ever. The new MyWW Plus, our most holistic program ever, gives you more of what you need to lose weight like tools to help boost your mindset, get you moving, and plan meals based on what you have on hand. Plus, over 300 zero-point foods you don't have to track. The new MyWW Plus, more holistic, more personalized, more weight loss. Join today with a limited-time offer at www.com. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. So Audible is doing something really cool right now. Yeah, they wanted to help with this challenging time because a lot of kids are out of the classroom. So what they've done is they've created this special site. It's audible.com slash stories. And mm-hmm. their editors have curated this content collection of hundreds of titles that kids and their families can go on and stream for free. That's the best part. That's yeah. so cool. It's so cool. Uh, and they've even included titles in six different languages. They have English, German, French, Spanish, Japanese, and Italian. There's no commitment, right? You don't even have to sign up. You just literally it. go to audible.com slash stories. That's it. And there's no awesome. limit to how much you can stream. So yeah. you can go on and do it as long as they're offering it. They have no time frame right now. They're going to do it as long as we're in this situation, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Right. Kids just need something to keep their minds active and engaged right now. So this is really, really cool. All you have to do to stream this content is go to audible.com slash stories slash stories yeah, or text it. stories to 500 500. This is a Dalton like a mother father. Thanks for tuning in to learn more. We applaud you. Now sit back, relax, so baby keep it pushing while we have a couple laughs and maybe get a little mushy. But don't forget to take a deep breath. Adulting can be hard sometimes. Just take the next step. Pick the right foot up and put it in front of the left. You do this over and over and you'll be headed to rest. And let me introduce you to the star of the show, Daniela Monet. I bet you probably heard her say, Chicago, Chicago. Well, now she's all grown up and got a little baby boy. His name is Gio. Dang, what a bundle of joy. We're a tribe of three, but we're building a community. So come along. It's time for some adulting. Hello, hello, everyone. This is Adulting Like a Mother Father. What's up, mother fathers? <laughs> I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew Gardner, the father. And we're both adults. adults. And if you're an adult or you're just trying to be an adult, this is the show for you. First of all, uh, let's check in. How are you doing? I am good. Yeah. I am bored. Bored. I'm bored. There's plenty of stuff to keep us busy around here. There's plenty of cleaning and like. Yeah. It's you know, just not the, the fun stuff no, that you want to do. Nah, yeah. I feel a little closed down at this point. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Okay. Do you have an adulting win and fail for this last week? We'll go with you to start. No, first. Yes. I start all the time. You start. No, you don't. Yeah. I feel like I always start. Adulting win and fail. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This is so corny. But I made some really bomb almond milk. No, I didn't make almond milk. What was it? Cashew milk. Okay. I made some bomb You're getting cashew your nuts milk. mixed up. Yeah, I get my nuts mixed up. <laughs> Anyways, made some bomb cashew milk and uh-huh. uh, to accompany some bomb coffee. So mm-hmm. ultimately had an amazing coffee. So we'll take that as a win at this point. And a fail is 
We've been trying to keep the dogs off the couch, mm-hmm. but they've been getting on the couch lately and it's pissing me off. Yeah, I know. Thank goodness it's covered though, because it's so easy to just whip that cover off and throw it in the wash. True. Now it's brand new again. Okay. How about you? Okay. Adulting win is I hosted my very first virtual baby shower. Nice. Um, and it was fun. It was just so different and unique and it took up two hours of my day, which was nice. I got all ready. I put an outfit on makeup, the whole works. And we had a really good time. I, um, edited, it was for my cousin who's pregnant. She's eight months pregnant. And I put together a little video for her from a bunch of family and friends, just making little cute messages. And, um, threw it together with some music and we played that in the beginning of the virtual shower, which was cool. And I would say that like, that's a major win because it's not something that you would have done if you guys had a normal baby shower, right? No. See, that's so cool. I mean, yeah. obviously it was a little bummer for her to be stuck in the situation. She wanted to be with everybody, but like having that video that she can take with her for the rest of her life, which was beautiful and emotional because I, I popped in and watched part of it. Um, is so cool. Like she wouldn't have had that otherwise. And now she gets that forever, which I think is amazing. No, I, I don't disagree. I think, um, I think it made her feel good. I think it it was funny too, because she looked so beautiful and I literally just spring the video on, you know, in the very beginning. And of course everyone's makeup and all the effort that we did put into ourselves temporarily was gone, but it's okay. It felt good. And I think we all needed, you know, a good little cry. Um, and my fail, you know, my fail, I don't know. I feel like I have fails all over the board, but I think right now I'm just feeling, um, like I'm bummed we couldn't gather in person because I'm missing, yeah. I'm just missing family and I'm missing family in Gio's life because these, these years or these years, God, it feels like years, the, these months, these past like two months and obviously the next like month or two even are really fun months with Gio. So much development. And I just wish that my family was around for all yeah, of that. I get it. I feel the same. I, I mean, I'd imagine most of the listeners feel the same at this point. It's, oh, yeah. It's just weird. And it's been, what, over a month now? Oh, my gosh. Well, I remember, this is how I remember, sort of. It was like my birthday, March 1st. And then your mom was going to come and watch Geo so we could go out to dinner for my birthday. And that was like her gift was like babysitting. And we never got around to it because we all kind of felt like we had to be safe at home and and before there was even a shelter in place. Um, but yeah, so it's been, yeah, it's been a month over a month and we have a month to go. Yeah. A month and two days. A month as of now. Yeah. It could be longer. Yeah, Yeah, sure. What a trip. What a wild time to be alive. What a time. We're making the history books, my friends, and we're saving lives just sitting on the couch. Yeah. I want to talk about Geo right now because I know because people are interested in following along with his his growth. No, I wanted to ask you like what what your favorite thing is that's going on with him right now. Oh, Mm, okay. So we're trying to get him to learn how to kiss, give kisses. And he, (laughs) oh my gosh, it's so cute. He doesn't know how to like pucker up, but he'll like mouth your face. Like he'll lock onto a good old cheekbone and just suck for a second. And that counts as a kiss in my book. And that's making me so happy. The other thing I want to teach him to do is wave. So I'm constantly waving. Um, and we're waving when we're on walks, wave, wave, wave. And you know, he hasn't caught on to that one yet, but I know I'm, I'm trying that one myself too. And it's, uh, I, I see like, what's so cool is yes. he'll stare at my hand when yes. I'm doing this and he kind of looks back at yes. his hand, but he can't put it together. yet. Oh, it's so awesome. You know? Oh, he's just, 
the little silver lining in all of this. I he think. did give, yeah. uh, speaking of kisses, he, he did give Jeffy, his oh, old yeah. friend Jeffy, <laughs> that hangs on the wall. We have a giraffe on his wall. And it's a little picture frame that he says hi to you every morning. Yep. And it's so funny. I wonder if any other parents are listening to this, but I was talking about this in my mommy and me uh, group text. But I was, you know, just sharing how it's so sad. You know, when we left mommy and me this last time, the last time before we were sheltered um, at home, all the kids were starting to meet up in the middle of the mat and sort of play with each other and acknowledge each other and even like touch and play with toys. It was just such a cool experience. And then of course now we haven't been in contact with any babies for over a month. So, uh, a mom suggested that there's like pictures of babies that we can either pull up obviously on our phones and stuff, but also if you have anything from like, we have this, um, toy called love every that, came with a bunch of baby faces and so i'll just show geo those faces and he gets a crack out of it he I, does? I just, yeah like the book with all the feet and hands and face and mouth and ears oh and yeah, yeah you just yeah. show him and he just gets he gets locked on and yeah, so that's that's those are like his supplemental he gets pumped facetiming too which i don't know if that's a good thing or not because like as a dad like you start thinking about everything your kid's doing and whether or not they should be doing it or it's yeah. good for them or whatever um it's kind of hard to keep them away from technology at this point just because like it's just part of our lives you yeah know? Like, and i think like this time is just an exception in so many ways yeah. you know i mean obviously we don't want anyone to pick up bad habits i'm pretty aware of that myself and i don't want him to like get used to being on facetime but that won't be the case forever because he's gonna actually have face-to-face i don't know <laughs> he loves it <laughs> that was the whole point of what i was saying is that he just loves it like you get him on and he locks on to who's ever on there yeah and then he wants to like if you're holding him he wants to lunge forward and put oh, both I hands know. on the phone and like literally face to the screen that's how he is I'm like no 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 every single morsel of food we've ever come in contact with in oh, this yeah. house so he he started eating food i don't know if we talked about that last so week. we had probably just started with like a little bit here and there Turns once a out day he likes food <gasps> oh my gosh a lot. Now we cannot get him away from food, nor can we like skip a meal. I was like, yeah, we'll just do it once a day. No big deal. Now this he wakes went up. From, he went from eating no like real food yeah. to now he's eating three plus times a day. Oh my god! You cannot eat food around him. I know. Or he gets pissed at you. And and if anyone's wondering, like I'm still, and this is what my family keeps asking. Oh, are you just weaning yourself off of breastfeeding? No, they're supposed to have, you know, either they're supposed to nurse or have formula for, I think at least a year. And so absolutely not. He is nursing the same exact amount of time. We're just adding in all these meals. He said, I've seen him mind. have multiple sessions now where he's nursed yeah. and then like maybe I'm eating something yep. or he just seems a little fussy still. So he goes from nursing mm-hmm. directly to his little seat and then mm-hmm. starts plugging away at food too. Yeah. I'm so like, what also is this kid? what I think might be interesting because I didn't see this happening for me. I, I had prepared to make baby food, proper baby food, had everything like all ready to go on my baby shower list. Like I need a little food processor. This kid has eaten everything that we've eaten just a small portion of it. He, you eat oatmeal with bananas and almond milk and he eats oatmeal with bananas and almond, or sorry, not almond milk, almond butter. Yeah. And then, you know, today he had oranges and anything we're eating. He'll yeah. Eat. He's, he's got an adult palate. It's yeah. cool. Well, he doesn't know any better because we never gave him baby food. Well, I don't really have much experience feeding babies, but I guess in my head, I've just like made up my mind that they don't eat a lot of things. Like they don't <laughs> like a lot of things, but this kid's like just crushing everything. But I think the reason why some babies don't like a lot of things is because they're not exposed to them at a, uh, at a young age. 
you know, think about baby food. It's bland. It's got one very similar texture. Well, if he wants exposure, baby, this is the place. <laughs> yeah. The only thing he can't have for a while is coffee. Uh, Even he, though he's, he's, kind of he's already so it. interested in it. He's getting it already. He's got his own little machine. I know, but he... He has... swears he's having coffee with us, <laughs> but he's getting it through your milk too. You think? It's he's so, got to be getting a little so bit. It's so diluted. I only have one a day. I didn't even have it's one today. It's not enough. Look at me. Anyways, gosh, family talk. This is this is the highlight of our life. Coffee, food, outdoor yep. walks, and... Uh, yeah, last week, I will say this. Last week was challenging because of the weather here in LA. Like, we don't get much rain, but it rained like four or five days straight here. Mm-hmm. So we went from being outside as much as we possibly could be because it's basically all you can do to, like, add variety to being stuck inside so all of us were stuck inside even the dogs who were going nuts too Mm -hmm. and that was tough you know because we went from walking like two three times a day for like a half hour hour a piece to nothing yeah i don't think you realize how much you need that fresh air and a little bit of vitamin d to feel dude it's all it's it's all about the little things like Mm -hmm. get outside fresh air little sunshine yep you know Take in some plants, some trees, mm-hmm. whatever you do. Say hi to somebody from across the street. Like, Wear your mask. Sure, wear your mask, yep. yeah. Yeah, it's a new day. Anyways. <laughs> it's temporary, okay? Um, we have two really fun people coming on the show today who I actually think are so freaking adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevie and Cezanne Hendricks. Oh my gosh. I stumbled on them on Instagram. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but you know, when there's like those just good families, you just want on your feed. This is the one. I mean, just cute content, cute little baby. Their, their little daughter's name is teeny and she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and they're just, I don't know. Good. They're loving funny too. people. They're funny. Like Stevie's and they have, super funny. And she just jumps on board too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I liked their banter, but they also, what I liked about them coming on our, we went on their show. They asked a bunch of random, like fun questions, which was great. And really was nice for us to just lighten the mood. Cause it's, you know, it's just been us communicating most yeah. of the time. So it was nice to talk to with like another couple. What I like about their conversation with us is that they get very real about the ins and outs of their relationship and how it even came to where they are today and and the struggles they had, which I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. If you could put it in a nutshell, like they went through quite a journey Mm -hmm. to get to the point where they can live, you know, it sounds silly, but like in the open mm-hmm. and have support from their families and like just live that happy, healthy life that they wanted to live. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was Cezanne sharing a lot of that, mm-hmm. but, uh, it was really cool because I didn't know that about them. Obviously we didn't know much about them before yeah. chatting with them. They're amazing people. But what I thought was cool was well, let, hold that thought. Cause we can, we can jump into the, I just think that there's a lot of people who have gone through something similar sure. who can take something from that. Yeah, no, I agree. I completely agree. Um, you want to take a quick break and then have let's them take on. a quick break, a little okay. coffee break. <laughs> okay. We'll be back with Stevie and Suzanne. More adulting like a mother father. When we come back. 
Who is actually wearing shoes these days? Well, let me tell you, not this guy. Okay, I'm a <laughs> sock guy. And Bombas makes the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, but they do more than keep your feet cozy. Yeah, that's right. Because for every pair of socks you purchase, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. The generosity of Bombas customers have allowed them to donate over 34 million pairs of socks and counting through their nationwide network of 3,000 giving partners. And the impact is more powerful than ever. To those experiencing homelessness, these socks represent the dignity of putting on clean clothes, a small comfort that's especially important right now. So give a pair when you buy a pair and get 20% off your first purchase at bombas.com slash adulting. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adulting for 20% off your first purchase. Bombas.com slash adulting. And now back to adulting like a mother father. Um, well, welcome to our show. We've got Stevie and Suzanne on the show, um, the Hendricks family. We're, we're big supporters of your cute content, your cute family, and your awesome inspirational podcast. So we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us. Well, geez, we're blushing over here because we're big fans of your family. And I feel like we are so similar on so many different levels. So um, we appreciate being on your show today. I'm, you ready, to a, just on I'm ready to adult like a mother father. <laughs> yeah, good. good. You came to the right good, place. Good, good. So you guys host the, the Good Life podcast, right? Can you simplify yeah. things for us? What is the good life in your mind? Oh, my gosh, dude. You just dropped the anvil on me. No, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I love that question because we've thought about this so often. When we were going to name our podcast, we were thinking about some cheesy garbage names like off the grid, you know, like, behind the, yeah, like behind the scenes of Instagram. And then we were like, no, like only like five people are going to care about that. So we were like, what are we all about? We we're like, we want to help people live, you know, a good life. And you know, we're not experts or anything, but what we try to provide people with is a place every week where they can get something good. They can feel inspired and feel hopeful. And so that's what our show is all about. It's just like hanging out and telling true stories of things we've been through and just trying to love on people. And hopefully uh, you walk away tickled and uh, inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, so for people listening yeah. who maybe aren't totally familiar with which is shocking because you guys have such a huge following on all these different platforms. I'm just more curious. How did you guys meet? I love that story. I want, I want to know the story behind your guys' relationship. You know, this blue eyed freckly boy sitting next to me here. (laughs) Met him nine years ago in college, actually. Um, We were both studying. Don't date us like that. Yeah, we were. (laughs) I know we sound really old. Um, We met at the University of North Texas while we were both studying um, radio, television, film in Texas. We both wanted to do something in the entertainment industry. Stevie definitely had the ability to do crossover between TV hosting as well as like his acting stuff. And then for me, I strictly wanted to do like entertainment, red carpet, reporting, all that. So we met in that department. We ended up doing the nightly newscast, the college newscast. We basically anchored that together. Every I love that. <laughs> And it, 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 it's a serious, I mean, it would actually air across the Denton Metroplex on like probably channel zero. And, you know, Stevie, every, every week that I would go and do that show with him, I just noticed that he was, he was just so 
charismatic. He was so funny. He was so genuine. And and I just thought, what are you doing as a news anchor? I mean, you are so not the serious type in that sense. And so we'd be reporting on these serious stories, but then during commercial breaks, we'd be like goofballs, like laughing, poking each other with our pencils underneath the, the table. And yeah. just like, it every, was, it every was time sweet. I saw her, it was like slow 70s soul music. It was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh. yeah, girl, what you doing? And she was like, I'm not into white guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I just I said, oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. So wait, so I said, 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 I was always ready for school. They were always sharp. You know? Oh, God. So this was a fall, you know, of, of our senior year, 2011. And my friend, shout out to Matt, he hooked it up. He was like the news, y'all, this director. Is, it's funny saying these titles, yeah, in college. He was the news director. And he was like, hey, man, you know that one girl that, you know, you were talking about? And I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, uh, he's like, I got an in, bro. And she wants to be on the news. So I made her Thursday night, and I made you Thursday night. <laughs> and oh you my guys gosh, are going to hang together. <laughs> that yeah, so is I had, adorable. Like, yeah, so I had to do it on the fly. Well, I, I had just gotten out of a relationship, a pretty serious one, so I was not looking to, like, jump into anything. And so TV was a wild card for me because I, 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 like I said, I was like, I'm not into white guys. I think what I meant by that during that time was, like, there was no way I could be with a white guy because culturally – um, in my in my family, like you just could not marry outside of the culture. So I never allowed myself to openly date or set my eyes on anyone other than being Kurdish. And it was so hard to find Kurdish guys. So I mean, I only had one boyfriend before Stevie. And the thing is, y'all, I used to read that teleprompter like a mother, father, G, and she just couldn't <laughs> handle it. She just, you know, she had to know how I was getting it done. And so, and I thought, I had to. Him. I this is him. so yeah. funny because when I first started um, chatting with Andrew, so we met through a friend and just communicated back and forth through like Facebook Messenger and eventually text and, and so on and so forth for three and like three and a half months, something like that before we met in person. And I remember telling my friends, like, I don't know this guy. He's, he's just like this white boy, but he's got so much <laughs> swag. Like it's like it's the next level. Yeah. Like there's, there's a two, there's two different categories. There's like, you know, he's it's, it, when you have swag, like it takes you far for some. If you're into that sort of Shout thing. out, Daddy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anthony, TV, you guys both have swag, and that's important. You guys can start a, a whole other podcast Andrew, on that. Andrew, swag. take us to the roots of your swag, my friend. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Well, first of all, he has, like, raps that he used to make in college that are actually really good. Okay, yeah. Okay, he's a best friend. Here. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go do karate in the garage? <laughs> Did we just become best friends? Yep. Okay. No, y'all, I for the first like six months of the Good Life podcast, I would start off with it and they were always freestyle, but they were terrible, but I would freestyle at the beginning of every show. So like Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, that's yeah. great. And we ended that real we're, quick. We're the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wait, I have a question. So you guys are both, you know, you're influencers, you're talent, you're, you're artists, you, you kind of cross, you, you do it all. You, you cross all the boxes. But um, when did you guys, st- was YouTube obviously something you guys did together or is that something that you started prior to meeting? 
Uh, well, question. great question. You know, um, after we graduated college in Texas, we both decided to move to LA, which is where it all began. Stevie was going out to chase his dreams. I was going out to chase my dreams. We were dating at that time, but again, we were still very young and early in our relationship to where our careers were kind of our both of our focuses and we knew that. And so when we got out to LA, I think we both quickly got slapped in the face with reality. Like we definitely saw that we were these small little fish in a huge pond and our dreams of like, man, we're going to get to LA and bam, doors are just going to open like that. Well, that was not the case. And so we just kind of had to start digging up the resources and the things that we did have working for us. And at the time for me, that was my blog. I had this blog in college and it was just a little platform for myself that I did to help my entertainment reporting career where I would talk about fashion trends and celebrity style. And then I go out to LA and realize, man, what do I really have? And for me, that blog, really at that time, I noticed, wait, there's something here. I started meeting a lot of LA local bloggers. And during this time, it was really before Instagram was really on the rise and all of that. And I discovered that these girls with blogs are actually monetizing off of their content. And some of these girls are actually making consistently great money. And I thought, wait, what? I was so fascinated by that. And I thought, wait, if I actually pour my heart and soul into this platform, I can make it a, a job, I can be my own boss. And so I kind of started focusing more on that while still waiting around for those hosting auditions and things like that. And it really distracted me in the best way, because I started, I started researching, I started working smarter and, and discovering that there was so much potential. And then Stevie, he was like doing valet jobs, working at Whole Foods, going to his acting auditions and nice. stuff. And then I said, nice. I said, oh, yeah, Stevie, I think I've got something here, but I need help. Do you want to be my photographer? And like, let's do this together. I just remember Saz, she had like, she had the vision, y'all. I mean, she saw, you know, I mean, obviously now with TikTok popping, people are jumping on because they've seen what Instagram has done. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it's like, you're, you don't want to be caught sleeping or people don't want to be caught sleeping. And it's not for everybody, but people that truly want to be, I guess, a creative, you know, on online, they, they see this as an opportunity, you know, where it's, you can get followers now. And so, I mean, anybody that that's wanting to grow on a platform, TikTok is that platform right now, or maybe YouTube. But I remember when, you know, Cezanne started out on Instagram before we even moved to LA, she showed me her Instagram and she was like, I have a thousand followers. And I was like, what is this Instagram thing? And then when we moved out there, you know, her followers kept growing and I have to give her so much credit because she had vision before there was a clear cut path. And so she kind of just put her nose to the grindstone and she would take pictures and she would post them to her blog and she would post them to Instagram. And eventually it got to the place where she called me and she was like, I need your help because I think we can make real money with this. And I was like, what are you talking about? You know? And she even had the foresight to jump on YouTube. You know, nobody was really prompting her. She was just going out, gathering information and she was willing to hustle and and that's really what it was. I mean, the YouTube was a hustle for her and, and same with her Instagram. And I was kind of the, um, I was used to being in front of the camera, but I was having to learn how to be behind the camera. And so with kind of like our cheesy story of being on news, you know, in college, I was able to help coach her though, because I remember when she got on YouTube, I was like, babe, people just want to, they just want to hang with you. Just you, I want to see you be your natural self. And so when she started opening up, you know, like that, even on Instagram and YouTube, when you start sharing, you know, your vulnerable moments with people and, and your quirky sides, 
people love that stuff. And so that's when then, you know, the social platforms really started to grow. Yeah, I just started realizing it's not just about reporting to an audience, it's about connecting with an audience. And I just, I fell in love with that. Because the reason I think ultimately I got into the broadcasting world is I just love stories. I love telling stories. I love producing and creating them. And then when I tapped into the YouTube, Instagram world, um, I discovered, wait, I can be my own producer. I can be my own editor. I can be my own storyteller and not just read off of the teleprompter. Like, And so that really opened my mind, my vision, my imagination. And, and the rest is history because after that, it's like we kept continuing to just grow and continue building and launching things from like our Blessed Box subscription box company to then launching our podcast. And everything that we launch is really another form and another way to connect with people. Like that's really what we're chasing after is like we love connection and we love communication. And so however we can do that through different products and services and really telling, coaching people and, and sharing what the good life means, I mean, that's what sets our heart on fire. So I feel blessed that I get to do it with my, with my partner in crime here because I know he's a goober, but if I didn't have Stevie's um, silliness on days when I'm just having like the, the toughest time, I don't know how I would have gotten through, you know, and then he also has this serious side that people obviously don't get to see a lot of, but he, he knows what he's doing and he's a great editor and he, he actually helps produce a lot of my content. Like, especially TikTok, y'all. He'll be like, that's, that's not cool. Like, let me tell you what you need to do. Like, you need no, that. no, y'all, her 18-year-old brother, he's the one who tells us. Yeah, yeah, right? He's oh, like, so you all need someone like that. Talk. Yep, yep. It literally, it's like they're born with the talent, you know? I look at these TikToks yeah. and I'm like, I thought I could edit? Uh-uh. This is like a next level. <laughs> You're right. Well, and two, I mean, y'all, think about when Instagram you know, it was kind of like first popping off. Like we would see like older people jumping on and not even like old people, but like just older people would be like, nah, dude, you can't. I know. <laughs> and now we're those people. I feel so old now on TikTok. We're, we're <laughs> right there with you. All right, everyone sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Okay. Why don't you tell everyone what you are drinking right now? <laughs> yeah. Happy to. It's uh, it's just Caliper CBD that I've dissolved in some water. Yeah. I know you wake up, you drink your coffee and you go to bed and you drink Caliper CBD. Yeah. It's like up and then mellow out, but that's I why that. I like it. Cause it chills me out before I go to bed. I sleep harder. Um, and it's just part of my wind down process. I feel a little less stressed and I've been working out so much that, uh, it just helps me feel a little less sore too. All the reasons I love that you love it. You can be a little less stressed all you want. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Nothing. I just keep, keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, more reasons that I love it. It's tasteless. It dissolves super easily and it comes in pre-measured 20 milligram packets. So you don't really have to do anything yourself, right? And it dissolves basically in anything. Um, unlike some products out there, Caliper is completely THC free. So it has all the goodness of CBD with no high and the ingredients are all natural and non-GMO. There's no fillers, added chemicals or artificial flavors. Um, um, right now for our listeners, you can get 20% off your first order when you use promo code ADULTING at tricaliper.com slash adulting. And Caliper is so sure you'll love the product. They even offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. Yeah, that's right. So go to tricaliper.com slash adulting. And don't forget promo code ADULTING for 20% off your first order. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. Um, I, I want to go back a couple steps here. 
So you guys came out to do your own thing. Uh, then you ended up reconnecting. At that point, when, when Stephen, when you came to help her with um, the blog and taking pictures and YouTube, whatever other projects you guys had going on, like, was there an angle of like a romantic connection at that point? Or were you guys just strictly friends and then something blossomed? No, yeah, we had we had really been dating all along, but it was just a very complicated thing because her parents, you know, like she would always tell me, like, your my parents, my family won't accept you. You know, um, there's cultural barriers that I can't cross, you know, and I can never marry outside of my culture. But we were always, um, you know, we were dating throughout the process. It just there was just a lot of outside pressure. You know, there was that pressure and then there was the pressure of just trying to be a hustler in L.A. and being broke. Like, y'all, my roommates used to come home and be like, you want to get Chipotle, dude? And I'd be like, nah, dog, I'm going to pass. And they'd be like, it's like, it's like, it's like six bucks without the guac, my guy. Just don't get the guac. And I was like, nah, dog, I'm still good. And they were like, you gotta, wow. you gotta get the, you can't go to Chipotle and not get the guac. Wait, you guys are way well, too similar. You guys are way Dude. too similar. When Andrew came to LA, because we had been talking, and he's from he's from up north in California. And when he came to LA and moved here, I think you said you had like eleven dollars to your name. Yeah, there was like in the first two weeks, I remember looking at my checking account and seeing thirteen dollars, and I was like, okay, well, wow. this, then he took this me isn't to going dinner. well. He took me to he took me to dinner and somehow put it on some credit card and just faked it till he made it, and uh, yeah, worked hard and and eventually like got out from under the rock that he was under but you know wow you know struggle yeah Yeah. it's good to know struggle it's good to know struggle and i I didn't come from you know money myself so it was really nice to find someone that you know we we really just truly connected on a level that was you know for no other reason other than to just connect and love each other yeah that's good and that's i mean i feel like that's that's a found i mean that's such a good foundation for your relationship because saz and i to understand that where you know, she didn't have anything either. We were both out there, you know, our dreams were on the line. We didn't have any money. We were trying to figure it out. And there was just like, yeah, there was a lot of external pressure. And when you can, when you can navigate that pressure, um, you know, financial pressures and the pressures of also like balancing your dreams with your love life and, and learning how to uh, love someone as you're growing in that I, I think you can yeah. do anything and one of my favorite things about the movie la la land <laughs> was that i mean it was i mean it hit me right in the heart but the thing that i loved about the ending and i always tell this to people is that at the end it shows the two different realities it showed the current reality of her becoming the star that she wanted to become right but she sacrificed you know they showed that alternate reality where she could have been with Ryan Gosling and they could have had the kid and all that stuff and what it showed you was it gave the audience the choice of choosing which one was better and i think in everyone's most people's hearts in that movie as they're watching it they go i wish she would have been with him you know and it just to me it was a lesson of for for me and, and the way i interpret it was that love is even greater than, than your greatest dream. Redefining success. Right. And, and maybe she would have been successful with him. But the point was, is like, you know, choosing to love somebody even over your greatest dreams. I mean, if you can navigate through that, or maybe if you, if you you can even do both, but um, I I just thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I relate to that one. That's for sure. (laughs) Why? (laughs) So many people in LA do. Well, it's just, you know, it's such a commitment to, you guys get it because you were out here and you know. Um, and I think 
anyone who comes out to LA to achieve their dream or what they think their dream is, there is so much sacrifice that goes into it. And um, it's hard to balance. Yeah, I just think it speaks volumes because I think the reality is anybody that moves to LA usually moves to LA with some sort of personal agenda, right? But if you're able to find and connect with somebody along the way, and then you can start putting that person first in a beast like LA can be, like it, it really says a lot about, you know, your morals and that connection specifically. And then I think just your dream, ultimately, it just sort of, it pivots a little bit and you sort of develop a, a yeah. new idea of what your dream is. You know, I, I could yeah. have predicted the situation I'm in. I'm sure you guys are like, whoa, this is so much, <laughs> this is way different than what we intended to do or what we came out to do, yeah. but it's so much better in so many ways. It's the good life. <laughs> You know what? I love that. Like, and I love the way you just said that, like pivots, because, you know, if you think about if anyone's played basketball here, you know, pivot is like you keep one foot planted, but you can, you're kind of in the same position, but your perspective changes or your angle changes. And that's how I would put it. I mean, I had some friends, you know, in LA and still do have some friends who are, they are trying to navigate that walk where it's like, well, you know, I, I don't know if I can be with so-and-so because it's going to cost me this. And what I'm trying to get them to understand and what I feel like was great advice that my dad told me was like, son, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to get, achieve this thing alone. It might look differently and it might be a little different, but if you do it together, I'm telling you it will be better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a Renaissance man. Oh, oh, I yeah, no, that's amazing. Um, again, I want to just reverse quickly. You guys, um, what I wanted to get at was you guys talk about this family pressure and external pressure. Can you just talk a little bit about how you got around that and how you got to where you're at today? Because our listeners, for the most part, are 20 to 30 years old, right? They would be walking into, you know, maybe a serious relationship, maybe looking at the next steps in their life. And the family pressure, the external pressure, that's a very real thing for a lot of people. And I think a lot of people can relate to what you guys have gone through. So if you could talk about that journey and how you got where you are today, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'll never forget the day that, you know, Stevie and I were sitting in my car outside of some cafe in L.A. And we finally had a a real heart to heart about, all right, next steps for our future. What are we going to do? We had been dating at this point for over two years and my parents still did not know that he was in the picture. And so we had a real tough but serious conversation. It was the summer of 2014 and Stevie was just like, hey, I want to propose to you by the end of the year, but I can't do that until we are honest about our relationship. And we have to just like almost set a date in the calendar. It's the only way because we knew it was one of those like rip the bandaid off moments. And I just knew that it wasn't going to be easy. It was the hardest thing probably I ever have had to do in my life even today. It's like beyond giving birth to a kid. It's like having to tell my parents, you know, they're at the time their worst nightmare, um, marrying a guy outside of the culture, being the first sibling of five to step out to, to, to admit that I'm in love with somebody who's not Kurdish and then to marry that man. I mean, that was a a big curveball for my parents. So I was trying to be sensitive to everyone's emotions and it just, I I had so much anxiety in that season. We had set, we set the date. We said November 2014, when I go home for Thanksgiving, I was like, I'm going to do it then. And so, you know, fast forward to the November. I mean, 
I had so much anxiety leading up to that date. And I just knew that I had to do it. But when I got to home, when I got back to Texas in November, I remembered I was sitting around the table. I was sitting around the Thanksgiving table, kind of looking at every buddy in my family and looking at everyone in a way where they didn't understand why I was looking at them that way. But I had this moment, this, this something come across me that said, you know, if this is going to be your last Thanksgiving, you should just enjoy it with your family mm. because I knew I was going to be disowned. And so I felt, I felt like I let Steve down. I felt like I let God down. I felt like I let everyone down who had kind of helped build me up to that point, getting to November. And I felt defeated, but it just did not feel right. And so Stevie obviously was, did not take it in a bad way. And he was very supportive and loving, even, even though that was the date. And I told him, I said, you know what, the next time I get back to LA, I just feel like when I feel, when I feel like literally like God shakes me, like tonight's the night. Like when I feel that movement, I promise I'm not going to turn a blind eye. I'm going to obey that, that, that voice within and I'm going to do it. But I just knew that Thanksgiving was not that time. So about a week and a half later, right before Christmas, I was in LA, my dad was there and, and I, I heard it. I, I heard that voice, that voice completely shook me. My dad came over to the apartment. Nobody else was there. My sister was out of town and my dad literally gave me a hug when I let him in. And I, it's like when he hugged me, I felt and heard that voice loud and clear saying to me, tonight's the night. And I just thought, whoa, this is it. You know, I went to my room. I ended up just kind of like sitting there on my bed for a second and just sitting with my thoughts. And I remember just kind of sitting there and saying like, all right, this is it. Like I am officially about to jump. This is the scariest thing I've ever had to do in my life, what I'm about to do. But I just basically said, God, it is in your hands now. My life is 100% now in your hands because I'm going to lose everything after this. You know, like I'm going to lose my family. And that was really hard for me at the time, you know, and I ended up going back out there. My dad said something at the perfect moment that was almost the, the perfect segue for me to just say it. And it happened. And obviously my dad didn't take it well. And my whole family didn't, my, my mom found out the next day and didn't take it well. Um, but I felt so relieved. I felt like completely free for the first time in my life in about 20, it's time, 24 years, I felt completely liberated. I finally felt like I was walking in truth and I no longer had to lie about the things in my life that I knew were, were right. The things that were, that fueled, fueled my happiness. Like Stevie was such a great guy. And I was like, if I can only get them to see that. And for so long, I would play it out in my head and I'd be like, well, maybe it can go this way or that way. But when I actually did it in real time, it did not go how I had envisioned. I mean, in my mind, I thought I was, it was going to be worse. And it was definitely pretty bad, but my parents ended up slowly coming around. And I can tell you that today, my dad actually met Teeny for the first time when she was eight months old. Wow. And he met Stevie that same weekend. So when my, when my dad met my daughter for the first time, he also met my husband for the first time. And it was this moment that I cannot explain but it was such a beautiful moment and it was just one of those things where it's like man god is so good because yeah. my family temporarily you know we didn't have a relationship but you know two years later you know it's like god brought my family back and better than ever like we are solid today and they love stevie 
like even more than me. I mean, they love this guy because token white guy. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back in a few with more adulting like a mother father. If you're fans of the show, and hopefully you are because you're listening right now, you know that we try to take care of ourselves. Uh, We both have pretty busy schedules, but we both try and stay active with lifting weights, running, walking, picking up Geo 9,000 times a day. (laughs) And that's why we're so excited to tell you about something that we take every day that helps us stay on top of our game. Super Grapes Soft Shoes from Human. These little bite-sized morsels of amazingness are so delicious. They give me the perfect amount of energy, especially like middle of the day when I feel like I just am hitting a wall, this is the first thing that I'm reaching for. And they're packed with hard-healthy grapeseed extract that protects against oxidative stress and promotes normal blood pressure. Yep. And it also supports healthy blood flow. And and you don't get that jittery feeling. So there's no crashes. It's just the energy, the way nature intended. And antioxidants derived from non-GMO concentrated clinically studied grapeseed extract. Whoa, whoa. Right now, you can experience the great tasting, heart-healthy boost of new Super Grapes Soft Chews. Get your Super Grapes Soft Chews at supergrapes.com slash adulting and get a free 30-day supply with your first purchase, which is crazy. Yep. This offer is only available, available here, here exclusive, exclusive for, for our, our listeners. listeners. <laughs> That's supergrapes.com slash adulting. Supergrapes.com slash adulting. And now back to adulting like a mother father. I got to ask real quick, Stevie, I peg you for a hugger in that moment where you met her father for the first time. Did you guys exchange a hug or, or what was that? Oh, that's so funny. Remember what you said, Steve? You know, <laughs> You're like, you know I, I'm a, I'm a, I do give hugs. I don't think we did the first time it was like, um, but I'll tell you this. And, and I said this, like, um, when we were recapping our untold love story on our podcast, something that meant a lot to me was um Cezanne's dad he's kind of like an OG type dude like he's um he he kind of has like Robert De Niro vibes <laughs> yeah he does oh. and, like, <laughs> you were he has like Ro- yeah he has like Robert De Niro vibes where he doesn't say too much but he also is like he, I don't know he just carries himself a certain way you know and like with pride and and not in a bad way um but so when we got there I wasn't expecting expecting him to come outside but when we pulled up to the house you yeah. know this guy that I felt like maybe I would never get to know you know I didn't think he would come outside and he came out he might have been the first one outside you know we pulled up and uh and that meant so much to me because mm-hmm. I was like he could have stayed inside you know he could have um you know like the man of the house stayed inside come to me and he came outside and we shook hands you know and you know, shook hands and grabbed him on the arm and stuff. And it was really nice. It meant a lot to me because that was, that was my first meeting with him and the way that I I felt like he, he mutually respected me because I was walking into, of course, going to respect him, even though, you know, I had been hurt. I knew it wasn't personal. And so I walked in that scenario, like excited, you know, and ready. And he came outside, we shook hands. And, uh, and I, and at that, as soon as he came outside, y'all, I'm telling you, I just was like, cool. I was like, that's, really awesome there that means a lot piece, to me but, today, yeah. but to get to your question too we didn't hug but like we as soon as we went inside like I was just like happy that this was all happening I was joking around and I have this thing sometimes <laughs> where I'm joking with somebody like I'll kind of like nudge him or push him you know 
know, like just yes. like three minutes in, I was like, you know what I mean? I kind of like just shoved him. A bit. <laughs> I was like, and he was kind of like, skirt, like, hey, play, don't, don't put your hands on me, dog. And I was like, all right, yeah, we, we're cool. No, he was so cool. Like, it was just such a great thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, my parents didn't go to our wedding. You know, Steve and I paid for our own wedding. I mean, after I told my parents about him and I, you know, the whole thing went down. We decided we didn't want to wait too long to get married. We just kind of just wanted to do it. We felt like it was so right. We were so eager, but we had to figure out how we're going to pay for it. So we did a very small wedding in Malibu off the beach, and we had about 30, 35 guests. And my fam, my parents weren't there, but like all my siblings were there, and my brother walked me down the aisle. And it was just a day that was so beautiful. I cannot even put it into words because there was just this peace that came over us. We just felt this this peace, the supernatural strength that came over us on that day. And, and literally it was on our honeymoon. Like my mom came around quicker than my dad, but my mom literally on our honeymoon was like, man, I had a dream and I'm realizing I was being so foolish and so stupid. Like, and she came around very quickly. Now my dad, it took him longer. It took him about two years, but today our relationship is so much stronger. And I just encourage anyone listening, like, you know, when you're cornered by courage, it's so hard to face that thing, that mountain, that climb. It's so scary. But to know that you don't have to do it alone. You know, I didn't go through that season, even though I was isolated in a sense and disowned. I did not go through it alone. The support system around me was incredible from Stevie and his family and really having God lead me every step of the way. That's really when my relationship with God started to blossom. And I really started to understand what it means to have a relationship with God, that this is beside me. It's so big. I can't handle this on my own. And knowing that I didn't have to handle it on my own and I didn't. And so coming out of it on the other side, I look back now and I'm like, wow, I'm so glad that I ended up doing that. It was the hardest thing, but it won't be the last thing. We all have to face challenges and things that are uncomfortable. But I think that it's when you go through those uncomfortable things and those you challenge yourself to just push through, it's like you know there's a blessing waiting on the other side. And and I just am so happy now because I look at our daughter and I'm like, if I didn't make that decision to just like follow my heart and, and marry Stevie, can you imagine if I just didn't marry him out of fear and I was like, oh, I don't want to make my parents upset. And I just yeah. ended up like settling for a life that I knew was not right. Like, I mean, that's, wouldn't be that's there, a story you know? so often, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many people that probably make those decisions just because they think that's what the right thing to do is. Or they're just easier decisions. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they don't want to go through that, that journey and, and, you know, let love sort of guide them, but it's yeah. so inspiring to hear your story. And it's, it's really cool to, um, it's just cool to see you guys be so happy and, and, you know, obviously we all have our things, but it's really cool to see that like love really does prevail in, in a lot of ways. And I know it sounds cheesy, but you know, you're a perfect example of that. And so, you know, it may take time for those who maybe have a similar situation for the families to come around, but ultimately family is family, you know? And I think like you probably didn't feel this way in the moment, but I would imagine that your family would have had your back for you know, whatever reason, if you, if you needed them, um, yeah. at some point in time that, that they would come around and it's just really, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that story. Yeah. For sure. I, Thank you guys for letting us share. I it. think that the secret y'all to our, to our success, you know, the more I think about it with every step, you know, because there were 
more challenges ahead of that. But, you know, I think our, the secret to our success has just been, you know, kind of like what Cezanne said, every sacrifice that we have made for each other and for our family and for the good of, you know, each other has yielded the greatest blessings that we have in our life. And though the seasons were hard, you know, we were going through those sacrificial times coming out on the other side, it wasn't just like, okay, everything's okay. Again, everything was made better, you know? And I just believe that's a, that's a principle in life that blessings are waiting for you on the other side of, of sacrifice, you know, and when you do make a sacrifice for the right cause. And so I just encourage people who are in that because I mean, even right now, I know people are going through sacrifices with this quarantine and people are going through hard times, but the way in which you choose to go through it, you can grow through it. And from that, there will be some great blessings in your life that you will see for years and years to come. Oh, yes. Thank you. I needed that. You know, I think we all need a little reality check once in a while. I mean, life goes by so fast and sometimes it's easy to forget, like we had talked about earlier, you know, just how to appreciate things and, and how to just stand in our truth and, and own what really matters to us and, and see how that plays out. Um, and you guys did just that and look at you today. So thanks for coming on our show. And, and, and I know we don't know each other, know each other, but I feel like we do. And I look forward to, I know, we need to, to hanging in real life. Oh, I would love it. Can, I would love that. We can FaceTime over Italian food. Are you guys? Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. That would be so cute. You know what? I wouldn't mind doing that because I think Gio needs to see another cutie. Another, another little bambino on the other side. Oh, absolutely. Thank, Thank you guys, you guys. so much for having the conversation. We appreciate so your time. Yeah, let's just take a quick sec. So you guys host The Good Life Podcast for all our listeners who haven't heard of it or haven't listened to it yet. Make sure you go and do that. Outside of that, where can everybody find you guys? You can find us online, you know. Just, <laughs> yeah, I think Google TV and Cezanne and our whole life should pop up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I think after gone. this conversation, people will want to learn more about it. That's for sure. So we'll, we'll definitely encourage people to, to check you guys out. And until next time, you know, hang in there, everyone. And we'll chat soon, hopefully. Sounds great. Yes. Y'all too. Thanks, Thanks for having guys. us. Thanks, guys. Cool. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone, sit tight and we'll be right back for some more adulting like a mother father. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know, it's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. This is House of Kim with Kim Zolciak Beerman. You guys, I'm so excited. So thanks, you guys, so much for tuning into this episode of House of Kim. We are number one right now. Just keep going and going and going and going. I poured my glass of wine at this point, you guys. I don't know if that gave me a really bad headache. But it's all good. It's okay. Be sure to subscribe to House of Kim on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One so you don't miss an episode. Don't be tardy for the party. That's so funny. <laughs> Whatever. All right, guys, we're back. Here's adulting like a mother father. So cute. 
I so love them cute. and I don't even really know them. And that's well, we just how social media works. We how will, crazy we will is know that? them. We'll get together. I know we say that and I want to be those people, but they're not even in LA anymore. Well, look, this is how it goes at this point in life. Like we're all busy, yeah. but if they make it out here, hopefully yeah, we'll course. connect. If we go out there, we'll definitely connect. But with you them. know, what's interesting is that, you know, I spe- especially during this quarantine time, I feel like I'm connecting with people that obviously I haven't met or I don't really know and feel like I know them. Is there anybody that you've connected with that the listeners might know of that you're mm-hmm. willing to share? What do you mean? Like that I don't know or that I yeah, do Yeah, like we asked Jay Shetty, like who's the most famous person on your phone? He was like Ellen. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, have no, you connected with, with like Ellen? <laughs> Wouldn't you just love to hear me say like, yeah, me and Beyonce <laughs> were going back and forth the other day sharing our vegan eats. <laughs> um, who have I connected with that I don't? Or, okay, so if yeah. it's not somebody like that, like have you connected with anybody that's surprised you? That surprised me. Yeah. Interesting. Well, can I just say like I connected with Ariana Grande? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> just use my pass. Um, no, no one that's really surprised me. I mean, you know, I, I will say ever since that Zoom call when we did our little Zoom reunion, it's been really nice to just have so much more banter back and forth because we've always been close. But like you said, life just gets away with you and you don't always keep in touch. Um, not all of us live in the same state, so that makes it a little tricky. But since now we're all quarantined, it's like it really makes no difference. It feels like we're all just chatting, you know, from our homes. Yeah, and, but it's and, cool you guys are doing that because you guys have good banter. Like it's a really good group. It's, it's a really his, talented no, group. Hysterical. Yeah. I cannot keep up. I feel like the old fogey. <laughs> you okay? are. I am. I'm sorry to break it to you. Okay. <laughs> but you are. I don't sing. I'm not on a TV show. Like, but you're, you're a good actress. Oh, my. Stop. That is your claim to fame. Sure. I thank you so much. Um, yeah, it's a trip. Anyways, so nobody that stands out. Not anyone that like stands out. I don't know. No. I mean, okay. So have you connected with like any new moms? Oh yeah. Yeah. Who? I connected with two actually. Um, Can you share them? Yeah. Um, well just via DM, which is funny. I just like course, slid into their connects, DM because right? I was watching the, here's the thing. I, I, I feel bad because I'm not sharing as much content as I have in the past recently mm-hmm. just felt kind of out of it and also just very distracted and busy and my yeah. hands are full and it's hard for me to, Okay, I'm going to go a little deep right now, but it's hard for me to want to jump on a story and put on this like brave smiley face all the time because I know I don't have to and I know I could be completely authentic, but I also feel like as someone in the social media world or as an influencer, we have some sort of duty to keep people's uh like their spirits people, up, yeah, right? pe- yeah, their spirits up. And I feel you. So I've just sort of distanced myself from social media a little bit because I've just felt like either tired or just sort of in a rut and not my best, best self. And what I was going to say is I have watched other people's stories and felt so much joy seeing people's families. And like, anyways, I slid into Jana Kramer's DMs. Oh, okay. 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 And I also slid into Sean Johnson's okay. DMs. Okay. And there was a little back and forth with both. Nice. And I just think they're so adorable. So for anybody that doesn't know who they are, can they you go ex- and search. 
<laughs> get on your just own like Instagram. That. No, they're just two moms that they actually both have shows, both have a podcast. Yep. So if you need a good listen, you could check them out. But um, yeah, it's funny. It's like now that I'm a mom, sorry, I'm just going off now. But do it's your like, mom thing, do it. I just love watching other mom content. Give me all the mom content. So that I could be like, hashtag relate. Dude, we've said it before. The mom community is strong. Yeah. And that's what's crazy is like, I don't know Jana and I don't know Sean. Per- like, I don't know these girls personally, but you slide into their DM and it was literally as simple as me just saying so cute. Mm-hmm. And I was commenting on the kids, of course. And me, they're cute Okay. Too. Let's, let's talk about the, uh, the DM strategy here. Yeah. All right. Oh, I slide. A lot of people would be sliding into DMs and they all have strategy, but I want to know. About I don't yours. have one. You no, I just slide right do in. You just I don't play think. it cool. Like just only give a few words. Yeah. I and just, hopefully okay. they, re- they respond or engage for, for Jana's. I just said, Oh my gosh, those lips because her son just uh, has the most beautiful little face. And I was like, Oh my gosh, those lips struck up a con. Then with Sean Johnson. Boom, so you always start with a compliment. Yeah, like it's, it's just natural. It's to be honest, when, remember I told you I, I slid into the DMs. I wasn't even thinking. It was like almost I was watching a friend's story, and I just was like, "Oh, cute!" Like as if I would. Can we share the the Crystalia thing? Oh no! <laughs> sure. So, right. So Chris, I'm sure Chris is listening. He listens to every episode. Okay? <laughs> I'm a big Crystalia fan. I think we both are. Right? Yeah. He's a great comedian. Anyways, long story short, mm-hmm. uh, he responded once about something about being a father, right? Because he's a new father too. Yeah. So yeah, somehow there was some. Last sort week of you were yeah you were feeling bold, weren't you? I was just like, let's get him on the podcast. You tell a story because I keep jumping in. No, it's so good. You started the story. Okay, well I'll tell them. <laughs> so last week you were f- feeling bold, yeah, and uh, you were just like, you know what? Should we try to get him on? Should we? I say, sure, go for it. So <laughs> you I didn't d- really want me to though, because you were worried no, that it was going to change the dynamic. I don't want to ruin that relationship. Okay, we okay. have a good thing going right now, and I just want to keep it the way it is. And the way it is is, I'm a fan. And I don't yeah. want to cross that boundary. You know what I mean? Okay. Yes. Anyways, long story short, she slid in. Slid nothing in. slid back. Okay. We struck out and we're moving on. <laughs> well, I did start with like a very humble so, like, comment. I just said, this is a long shot. But hey, I know you have a Netflix special coming out. I thought maybe you'd be doing your little PR <laughs> runs. I didn't say little. I said, be doing I don't think he has to. What? I don't think he has to do a PR run. No, when you when you have anything coming out right no, now, and times are so weird. So people are relying on people's podcasts and platforms to get like exposure. So I just yeah. thought, why the heck not? And I just said, would you have any interest doing a little Zoom for our podcast, Adulting Like a Mother Father? And then I said that you would make him a virtual Americano because he loves himself in oh, Americano. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. And guess what? Struck out. But now I have two new friends. And so we're good. That's all you need. Yeah. You just need mom friends. <laughs> I do. I need a lot of mom friends right now. And do you have any dad friends? How is, how's your dad group going every Friday? Uh, oh, that one's good. Yeah. yeah. We had one other person show up last week. <laughs> so it's just you two in the, in the <laughs> just doula me, leading just it? Just me and my new bud <laughs> and Rebecca. Yeah. How was it? It's pretty good. Three of us had a good time. We <laughs> talked about all things parenting. Um, anything anything interesting that you could share, obviously keep you know, things confidential because he won't share names, but that we can share. Yeah. Anything interesting. No, nah, there weren't any big takeaways last week. I talked a lot about, um, I mean, this is very personal. I talked a lot about patience and how like I'm always striving to have more patience. And, uh, I think like most of the time I have a pretty like level demeanor, right? Not a lot of highs, not a lot of lows, just chilling. Um, 
there's something about a baby or a little kid screaming their head off that like just naturally rattles me at the core mm-hmm. and I can, I can withstand it for a while, but I hit a threshold much earlier than you do. Cause the way I describe it is like you have the heart of an angel, <laughs> right? And you can put up with anything like your, your patience and tolerance is like through the roof. Uh, and when I compare mine to yours, like you win every time anyways, long story short, Sometimes when he screams, because he, he doesn't have anything in between. It's either chilling and happy, or if he's upset, or he wants something, or he wants out of a situation, you're going to know. Yeah. And it's a scream. Yeah. Okay? So <laughs> He knows how to get his needs met. Yeah. These <laughs> screams, mm-hmm. they hit me right in the middle of my body, like <laughs> in my core, you know? And it's like you feel so guilty even having feelings of like, dude turn it down kind of thing, you know, but like they're just there. And like, it's helpful for me to go in and talk to other dads that are going through, you know, like a similar situation as I am and their kids are about the same age or whatever. And to just know that like, I'm not crazy for that Mm -hmm. because I've at times felt so guilty just for even having feelings of like, wow, this is driving me nuts right now. Yeah. You know, cause you feel like as a parent, you're supposed to only show love and you're supposed to only experience like patience and, you know, tolerance or whatever. But the reality of it is it's crazy sometimes. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Like you have this little tiny human who screams louder than I do. And when, when he's in the mood, like he's going, Yeah, I know. you know? So that was it. I, um, hopefully I wrapped that story up because <laughs> I wasn't really sure where I was going. No, you were just talking about how you guys related in your dad's group, which, Oh yeah. yeah I yeah, just yeah. think it's so cool that you even, you know that you participate in the dad's group yeah actually i'll give you something funny from that the other dad who's he's super cool guy i'm glad we met he said something yeah via (laughs) zoom we'll we'll meet face to face at some point shake hands maybe Ooh, little little uh wiggly wiggly i don't know (laughs) anyways um he said something that made me feel way better so take this however you want it it's just like one dad talking to another he said he's like dude i understand like i remember an experience when my little one was was even littler. And I remember one day he was just screaming, screaming, screaming. I was working from home or whatever I was doing. And like, we were in the same room. I wasn't even looking at him. I wasn't even talking to him, but I could just hear this sound. And then I went, dude, shut the up. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> did you guys laugh? Okay. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> I, I just mean, thought that was great. Like the way you framed it was good. Cause you, you don't, dude, it's just such a touchy thing. You okay. Know? So let me, let me just step in for just a second. Cause in our mommy and me group, and I don't know if it's the same or different for your group, but at the very beginning, they always specify that it is a given that we love our babies. It is a given that we love our partners. Everything that we say in this group mm-hmm. is completely non judgmental and, we and you have to go into it knowing that if you say something like shut the f up to your kid, you love them with every yeah. you know molecule in your body it's just at some point we're human and you're going to react some yeah you know some way or another I appreciate so you saying that. no no you, that's 100 percent a given i just thought it was great because it's like okay it's just it's kind of a reality check like i'm not you're not crazy for having thoughts or feeling certain ways sometimes because everybody feels that stuff yeah it is hard to talk about because you're afraid mm-hmm. of like what people are going to say. But of when course. somebody says like, dude, that's totally normal. You're like, 
Okay. And a lot of parents, and I think maybe it's more for more so for dads, because I see a lot more mom reality stuff on on social media. Actually, no, not true. There's a lot of very perfect parents out there posting perfect content. But no, what I'm saying is that you know it's all about perception, and and we need to do a better job about expressing you know what the reality is. Of, That's of, why I like talking about these things. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't I don't want to make it all rainbows and roses. Yeah. You know, because like. I've said it so many times. This is the most amazing and the most challenging thing that I've ever experienced. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. The best part of my days, the best parts are like going in there and seeing his face after he's like been in bed or taking a nap (laughs) or whatever. And he's awake. Yay. Look at that. Just in the nick of time. Do you want to grab him and I can wrap it up or vice versa? Wrap it up. Yeah? Wrap it up. Oh my gosh, you guys. It's another beautiful Tuesday and I'm just so grateful for all of you guys listening and tuning in. It really means the world to us, especially in times like now. Um, I know that you have many places to tune into and many other forms of content. Um, but we appreciate you supporting us and supporting, you know, our family indirectly. And we hope that we can support you in any way that we can. So if you have any questions or comments, or if you want to somehow be featured on the show, we want to share some stories, um, of our listeners. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I think some of the ones that I really enjoy, um, are when they do these segments, um, where people share, you know, personal stories. And I think that's going to help us relate even more, uh, to one another. So if you want to drop us a little DM in the adulting, like a MF Instagram, that would be awesome. We'd love to help you out in any way that we can, or just shed light on something. In the meantime, have an amazing week. You guys stay positive, stay healthy and stay safe. We love you. And, um, I just can't wait until next week, until we meet again. All right, guys. See ya. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. New shows drop every Tuesday on the Direct Message Network on Podcast One.